Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Gamify Everything podcast. We cover all things metaverse, blockchain, Web3, and beyond. I'm your host, Monica Miller, and hope everyone out there is having a great week. Last week, we chatted with Marissa Lamb, the head of marketing and communications at OliveX, a company that is creating and incubating gamified fitness experiences on the blockchain. Be sure to catch last week's chat on any of Gamify's socials or on your preferred podcasting platform. Today, we'll be chatting with Murray Hicks, the CEO of Metaverses. Metaverses' vision is to bring a combined economy driven and powered by the users where each person can craft their virtual lifestyle and connect with a wider ecosystem. Welcome to the Gamify Everything podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Monica. Great to meet you and thanks for having me on. Yeah, super appreciate it. And you're tuning in from Toronto today, huh? That's right. That's right. Sunny Toronto, warm at the moment. For now. <laughs> for now, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome. So thank you so much for joining us. And I'm really excited to dive into the conversation. But first, Marie, I really would like to get an idea of your background, how you arrived to blockchain, and what inspired you to uh, step up and become the CEO at Metaverses? Great questions. Uh, so I've been in I've been in technology and software development specifically for longer than I care to admit now, I think. Um, I've been really 20 years in software development, uh, primarily in agile software development for the majority of my career, helping large organizations um, build customer-facing applications. Uh, I was a big part of the app Gold Rush uh, back in the... Uh, gosh, what was it now? 2005 onwards when everyone was building apps and everyone needed an app yesterday. And there was not just iOS and Android, but there was BlackBerry and Microsoft and God knows what other platforms. So no one knew how to do it. Um, and that kind of gradually changed into digital transformation and helping companies not just build these experiences, but um, transform themselves internally to be able to create these types of experiences themselves. So naturally, I've had an inclination towards uh, technology, and I like to be on the bleeding edge. I discovered Bitcoin, actually, when uh, I was in uh, in Toronto here. I can't, I've been here for almost 10 years now. So um, probably about 2014. I wish I'd bought a bunch then. Um, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. No, we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I just got an introduction to that. And then, you know, gradually over, over the years, as popularity, um, you know, rose with cryptocurrency and blockchain, et cetera. I got personally invested in the space, um, got burned as many other people did in uh, like 2017, 2018, learned a lot of valuable lessons, but, um, you know, most importantly saw the, the future and the potential that cryptocurrency and blockchain and now Web3 uh, has um, on businesses, on individuals, on life as a whole. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to, to um, have some connections that, that work in this world. Um, and, you know, the software development side of things, historically from my career, is an area that's become quite commoditized now. So I, you know, I was looking for something that was more in tune with what my interests were, um, and where my talents lie, obviously. Um, and I had the opportunity to become part of Metaverses. So I joined Metaverses, uh, in February of this year as the chief operator. 
operations officer. We've had a few um, reshuffles internally recently, and I was um, forward as the CEO. Um, you know, we wear many. I mean, these are just titles. You know, ultimately, you know, there's, there's a bunch of us that run the company between ourselves. Um, we are a startup. Every day and every week and every month is a roller coaster. Um, so yeah, it's a you know it's a real pleasure to be in this position, and it's really nice to be back on the bleeding edge, so to speak. Um, you know, carving out um, not just kind of blockchain crypto type experiences, but primarily Web three and metaverse type experiences, because I think that these are topics that are very misunderstood at the moment around what is the metaverse? What does it mean? Is it a virtual world? What is Web3, et cetera, et cetera. So helping to kind of carve out our vision is for our product in that space. Um, you know, and I, I think it's also important not to take things too seriously. I I quite often compare the where we're at, with, certainly with Web3 and with metaverse type experiences, and even with crypto, et cetera, we're, we're kind of like in 1996 when you know, <laughs> the internet was, where you're trying to explain the value of email to people and what is this, yeah. that, other. And, you know, we could be, we, you know, there was that dot-com bubble that, that burst, obviously, but we're at a point now where, um, you know, some, some big foundational companies could be built. Um, we'll go under 95% of the companies you see doing what we're doing right now probably won't be around in five or ten years time but that's not to say you shouldn't try so yeah we're, we're trying to forge our way forward and, and build out what we feel is we found in a niche that we think is valuable for um the end user and for brands and companies um to create experiences uh, in the metaverse I really appreciate how uh, realistic you you were in explaining that. You know, it's just kind of like a try, try and fail, try and succeed, yeah. just see what happens. You know, like what what can we create in this space? Um, you had me smiling a little bit when you mentioned a BlackBerry. I haven't mm -hmm. talked to anybody about Blackberries in a long time, so you kind of like opened this pathway in my brain where I was just like, whoa, I remember those. Um, but looking at a BlackBerry, I was never thinking about, you know, things such as as large as Metaverse and Web3, you know, coming from these ancestors and technology, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and that's a good point because yeah. all that, that Metaverse and Web3 is, is the continued advancement of technology. It's not like this magic thing that's kind of right. pops out of the sky. <laughs> it's the advancement of technology. It to does do feel like that sometimes, though. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's awesome. So as a native, I'm sure watching this progression um, and being able to look back at some of uh, some of these things that we used to use. And now here we are where we can literally physically enter a new world via virtual reality, which is really, really cool. And, um, you know, taking that to the next level. But let's um, circle back onto metaverses. I would love to hear a little bit more about um, specifically what you're building there and what the big picture vision and major goals of the company are moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So, so metaverses is a virtual world in the metaverse. And, and I say that deliberately because the metaverse per se, and I think this has been kind of butchered by Facebook, people think of the metaverse as a virtual world. Whereas really the metaverse is basically, uh, um, you know, another, another piece of terminology for Web3. Um, it's like saying Facebook is the internet. It's not. Okay. Clearly. So, um, yeah, we, we are building virtual world 
and virtual experiences in the metaverse. We see ourselves as a, primarily as a technology company. So we want to um, help build out these virtual worlds and we want to help brands and creators and obviously end users, gamers and explorers and discoverers to come and experience these, um, you know, these different types of immersive experiences in in the metaverse so we are building out um using unreal engine and if you're familiar or not familiar with with unreal engine um that is the graphical interface that um is created from epic games um the same company that produces grand theft auto for example um, and it's the same type of graphical interface that is used with things like Call of Duty and Fortnite. So um, when you see these hyper-realistic online games with hundreds of thousands of daily, weekly, monthly users, um, this is the, the, the kind of visual feel that we're going for with metaverses. Um, what we're trying to do is merge that, fuse together it, with the world of metaverse kind of crypto gaming. So automatically the, uh, the worlds of Decentraland and Sandbox come to mind. And those types of experiences, in our opinion, are somewhat underwhelming. They're very cartoony, they're very pixelated, and quite frankly, um, there's not a whole heap to do in there, and everybody's read about Gucci or JP Morgan buying plots of land for multi-million dollars and not really doing anything with it. I've, I've been in these experiences. I'm sure most people probably listening to this podcast have been as well. And there's, there's not much to do. So we wanted to create experience or multiple experiences, if you like, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit more depth in a second, that kind of adds a bit more depth and a bit more value from both sides of the fence to these types of experiences. So we're creating a, um, a virtual world. We have multiple levels and multiple worlds which you can teleport in between. So, for example, we've created a meta city, much like meta city in, in Graphite Auto, for example. Uh, we have a Wild West world. We have a fashion verse. We have a skate, a skate verse, like, like Tony Hawk, for example, where you can come in to the metaverse for free. And... You can uh, create your avatar using Unreal Engine, so it's hyper-realistic. So you don't have to select from five pre-selected different types of haircuts or skin tone or body shape. You can really create a, a real perfect, near-perfect representation of yourself. Or not, you know, you can be someone you can be different if you want to be. Um, so we're doing that. <clears throat> And so you can come in and experience this world. Then once you're spawned into the world, you can navigate through there into the different sections of the world. So you can find the skate park, or you can find the business section, or you can go to a you can go to a nightclub, or you can go to the obstacle course, or you can go to the uh, what we're calling the motorverse, which is like a motor city, um, where you can go and buy NFT cars and customize them and race them around the tracks. And the name Metaverse is um, there because we want it to be competitive. Um, <clears throat> not every aspect of, of our worlds are competitive. It's just, you know, we, we encourage people to come in and play games with one another. 
nations um, and compete with one another, and they will be rewarded with crypto rewards. We're, we're launching our own token called MTBS um, in the next few months, and that will be the primary primary um, factor within there, and also uh, the utility within the um, within the world for you to go and buy, sell, trade, stake. We have our own marketplace as well. So once you're in there, you can come and um, interact and compete in these different in these different games um, and then we will have brands in there too so if you think about <clears throat> by the skate park be able to and this is just an example um, we'll have a shop with vans for example so you can buy a, <clears throat> a new pair of vans kicks or a Santa Cruz store where you can go and buy a new skateboard or some new skateboard wheels and store those in your inventory and then you know, sell them or, or trade them on the marketplace there. Or we're our, you know, we're looking at hosting events in the metaverse where you can, um, you know, we're, we're talking to some big clubs in Ibiza, for example, where we can use motion capture suits for a DJ to play a set and that can either be live or pre-recorded. So they can reach a whole new audience of people in this hyper-realistic world that, uh, that we're creating. So we're really trying to create a um, much more immersive and engaging way for um, not just for the metaverse, but for brands and the end users to be able to come in and experience Web3, essentially. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a whole, it's a way for brands to also experiment. I feel mm-hmm. like at the moment, you know, not everybody has a million dollars to buy a parcel of land and not do a huge amount with. So we're going to be something offering something that we call Metaverse as a service uh, to businesses, for example, where we have pre-packaged offers. So it could be like, here's a store, this is what it looks like, you can sell stuff, you can even, you know, you can kit out your avatar. My, my children play Roblox a lot. I probably spend at least $100 a month Buying T-shirts and stuff for, for their avatars in Roblox that I don't know what they do with them, but they, don't, they just kind of disappear. And that's part of the thing, right? So uh, buying uh, assets for avatars online, but actually having some value behind them that they could trade, and having some some scarcity or some rarity behind them, so they could might even be able to, you know, make make a profit on on a, on a rare T-shirt that they buy and get their avatar out with. So yeah, it's um. It's a very interesting space, and we are looking at releasing our alpha product in about um, things keep things keep moving, but you know we're looking at about three weeks' time to release a closed alpha. And now the alpha version is for you know a limited amount of testers to come in and really test out um, well, a bit of a viable product, and then shortly after that we'll be rolling out the open beta product for. Um, anybody and everybody to come in and experience our world. So, yeah, it's uh, it's something that we we're very passionate about. We're very proud of what we built. Um, and and you know when we show people demonstrations of, of what we built, their jaw kind of hits the floor, based around you know the experiences that they've seen online already uh, with those other companies that I mentioned. Um, this is like, oh wow, okay, great, I can. Absolutely. I well, Before the call, I was checking out Metaverses Online. And the first thing that stood out to me, especially 
Um, I, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed retired gamer now, but when I was really big into gaming, I love decking out my character and like matching sets and buying all of the cool things and making it as personable as possible. I really liked how you were able to um, kind of create a character that you can bring from your mind to the screen um, instead of having to select from pre-selected things. So um, as a retired gamer, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving all the customization options. Um, it sounds like a really vast world and I haven't heard about the kind of providing this like sandbox experimental phase for businesses to play with events and storefronts and stuff. Now that that's really cool avenue to go. And I, I haven't heard of anybody doing that yet in the 13 episodes that I've done. Um, so I think that's a really cool route for you guys to be going. How, how is that looking? Have you, have you played much with that or is it kind of still in the idea? <clears throat> well, we have to keep a lot of it under wraps right now. Oh, I can't yeah. names specifically, unfortunately, but um, we are talking with a number of household names. About delivering experiences in there um but we are we, we want to kind of also kind of merge the physical and the digital worlds too so for instance um if you go into um let's just give an example of an adidas store um which is just an example it's not a company that we're, we're working with at the moment i'd love to if anyone from adidas is out there i'd love to work with you. <laughs> um but you could go in you could buy a pair of sneakers for your avatar, for example. And then you could potentially have the option to have those sneakers delivered to you physically in the real world. And there's a, there's a number of different ways in which you can mm-hmm. do that. In, the most, in its most simplistic form, you could link out to the website and then facilitate a transaction that way. Or if you want, you could, you know, when somebody purchases an NFT um, for their avatar online, they could get a discount code. There's different ways around it. Um, another thing that we had was that you could you could create, um, and what we're looking at is creating like a food court, for example. So you could go into this hyper-realistic virtual world and you could be hungry at your computer and say, I'm going to go to McDonald's. You could go up McDonald's and you're in the metaverse mm. um, and 3D store and order it as you would do normally, then have the same kind of back end as, as online ordering. And just it's delivered to you. Delivered to your door. Wow. And then there's also, you know, if, if there are different value um, opportunities, if you like, for different industries and different brands, for example, whether you're in apparel or if you're in real estate, if you're in entertainment, if you're in sports. No, in I think there's a whole host of uh, um, brands and, and companies that are creating 3D experiences. So you can you can see a New York Knicks game uh, from courtside in 3D right now using. Um, so you can put on a uh, you can put on a, a headset and you can be ringside. Side rather, you could be ringside at a boxing match too. So being able to deliver these types of experiences uh, into the metaverse um, is, is something really interesting. And it, it's for brands, it's very difficult for them to explore these areas because it's very, uh, it's very expensive. Um, and to be able to kind of make it simple for brands to come and experiment uh, yeah. by giving them prepackaged options. 
um, it's really interesting. So, you know, we, we were talking with a big agency that manages um, large online streaming companies, one begins with an N um, and ends with an X, <laughs> about, you know, using the metaverse to be able to host different brand activations. Mm. So it's not just we could have a store. I mean, there's a whole array of different offerings we could have. Um, but it, hopefully in time, we would be able to create whole virtual worlds for, you could have Mercedes world or BMW world. We can come in and do all of these things, or we could just have a, we could start small in the store. So, um, you know, it, the world is your oyster and the ability to be able to have, um, these much more immersive 3D realistic experiences, uh, it, it's quite surreal. I, I have a, Actually, I think I have it right here. I have my my Oculus my Oculus headset. It's just far too addictive and a little bit scary. Yep. Yep. Now time. it's wireless. It's wireless now. What the heck? Spent spent time in there, and once you get immersed into an experience, particularly like I've I've been on YouTube VR, for example, and like once you take that off, you're like, oh my god, like. <laughs> How long have I been in there? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, you look at like these these movies, like uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, you can really see how how like if, if the, the technology is clunky right now, so look, you know, nobody's going to spend a huge amount of time big weighty thing on their head. I, I was saying in another um, panel the other day that you know, in, in five or ten years' time, the speed of technology way that it's advancing it's going to be reduced to something the size of my glasses here you're no. yeah that is insane sometimes yeah. i think do i have to take it off am i wearing it now like is this like a game within a game hang on it's getting too real yeah yeah so you can see how this but it's not there it's important to say that like and that, that's another big misconception that like, i would say um the general public has is that, oh the metaverse that's virtual reality well no it's not so Simple way to about Web three and diverse specifically to, to almost say that it's like everything that is in two D now in Web two point will eventually transition into three D. So Web three point and Metaverse in one chance is basically a three D version. So every website you can imagine um, will have. 3D experience. Just imagine um, being able to do your online banking as if you're walking into a bank actually mm-hmm. making transactions and doing things much more interactively. So, um, yeah, the, the opportunities that um, are there for brands is immense. We are very early at the moment and I think it's important to kind of take a step back and realize, okay, we just we're just experimenting with what's feasible and what's possible. Where is the value for people early on, and how can we get people to experience this stuff quickly? Um, you know, and, and I think it's important not to scare people. Yeah. We're not going to be living in a you know in a in a ready player uh, one type experience um, where you know we're, we're just plugged into the into the web three and the metaverse uh, all the time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, 
about achieving value for both sides of the fence, right? How can you improve on the existing experiences that there are for both end users and for brands? But then the other important aspect of it is decentralization um, and security um, and privacy. So those are, you know, three big topics that, well, two topics that fall under decentralization. Um, if you look at the internet, it's very clear that, you know, depending on what region of the world you're in and what browsers you're using, et cetera, there's censorship going on. Um, you know, it, it, it's very much this control by large organizations that eat up lots of smaller organizations and get left with an oligopoly of companies that control the internet and I think obviously for most people watching um, a gamify podcast, they'll probably understand the notion of decentralization. Um, but um, you know, it, it's you know, clearly there needs to be moderation. There needs to be yeah. you know, censorship to degree for people's own protection. Um, but I think it's about making sure that um, no one body, one government, no one company has. Um, too much influence or control over what's out there and mm. that the community gets to decide what they want. Um, you know, when we start to talk about decentralized autonomous organizations or DAOs, it's a big part of what we want to embody um, in, in Metaverses is having a community-driven product. Um, but having people that, you know, when you, when you come in and log into web 3.0 site or experience let's call it um, you know you're validating um, your way of entry and identifying yourself is going to be through your your wallet as opposed to typing in your credentials and having a username and all of that stuff okay. so the ability to be able to have a degree of privacy while still being verified Excuse me, my voice is <clears throat> some reason going. You're all good. T- take a water break. I'll try and uh, fill some airtime here. So, yeah, wow. The way you just described decentralization—that's that's a that's a great way. Sometimes I ask um, folks, you know, what how how can we get this um, to mainstream adoption? Well, how do we like teach it? And I think you kind of really cover that uh, beautifully. Like we, you know, we've seen what it looks like to have one unit in control of an economy. Right now, we get to. Mm-hmm try what does it look like for the people to have control, right? Um, so it's awesome that we're all kind of collectively uh, taking a stab at this in, in the Web3 space while it's still new. So hopefully we can uh, get the flag down. <laughs> but um, I do kind of want to circle back a little bit to the um, token you talked a little bit about. Let's talk about the utility, what you guys plan to do there to help reward players. Now, is Metaverses like a play to earn? Well, how is that going to be working in the future? Yes. So um, we will have so different different games in there uh, will be play to earn. Um, so, but you won't have to. We, we wanted to make metaverses very open, so we don't want to have barriers to entry. Um, so we want people to come in, and you don't necessarily have to play games if you don't want to. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're we're a business, and we want people to transact. But we want to incentivize transactions value. 
So we want people to be able to really enjoy an experience um, and ultimately be rewarded for those experiences. So if you play um, a competitive game, so whether it's car racing or a BMX competition, uh, a competition that's been created by a brand that's in there, we want people to be able to be rewarded in, in, in cryptocurrency. And also in NFTs, for example, we have our own proprietary marketplace, you know, where we be able to sell, swap, and stake stake their tokens as well. Um, but the token will be primarily used as the, um, the currency within the world. So if you want to attend an event that's been put on by a company, or you want to attend um, um, you know, a talk, or you want to go to a concert, or you want to partake in a game, or or anything like that. You know, it will be all, all using the the metaverse's token. So that's primarily the you know the we see things at the moment. And then obviously, you know, buying, selling, um, and uh, renting land in there will be um, the metaverse's token as well. And then obviously, NFT drops. Um, and partner brands that want to sell NFTs in our, in our marketplace and in their stores within metaverses, all transactions will take place using NTPS. Nothing too, nothing too overly complex and out there. Um, but, um, it's, it's, it's something that's kind of in flux at the moment. We're working out the, um, economic structure you like and we're trying to really balance it so that it's not prohibitive in any mm-hmm. way trying to like put ridiculous entry fees to things um you know we just want to be able to function as a business and can and and, and you know that's that's a piece of it as well is that we want to um in a state of continuous development we're not like building a game where we're like okay done We'll do V2 in a couple of years. Like, we want to be continuously working on this. Yeah. Um, so, by having a token economy in there, that's built, and, and um, not just a token economy, but you know, it, it, our world working as a, as a, as a, any regular biz, business would be having kind of revenue streams. Um, you know, if, if you, when you, Buy a product from any business, whether it's online, whether it's a service or a, you know, a good or a physical asset. You're essentially enabling them to continue as a business. And that's what that's what we're trying to do. Um, it's a really long term vision. We want to ultimately have handfuls, 10, 20, 30, 40 different worlds in the future. Um, you know, it's it's very very much un, unlimited. If you've seen Player one, or if you've seen Free Guy actually with Ryan Reynolds, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool, pretty cool movie. Both with different angles and takes on on the metaverse. Um, but yeah, those those do kind of really tap into the main mechanics of what we're trying to do. So to get back to original about the utility of the token within metaverse, it's basically so that you can conduct any transaction in there using. Excellent. 
Yeah, yeah, it, I'm, it is sounding less like a video game and more like individual universes. You know, I started out doing this podcast being a total newbie to the space. And now that I'm coming towards the end of these episodes, I'm starting to to realize, you know, I visualize it in my head as like an MMORPG kind of. Um, Absolutely. MMO is, is what we're trying to really create, um, but it's not not in the pure sense. So you could be playing a game and then quit the game and go and go for a walk in the park yeah. with a friend. Or you know, go you know, go swimming, or go to a different experience, or go go shopping in in the fashion centre, or whatever it might be. So yeah, it's not purely gaming, although a, a large part of our experience orchestrated around gaming. Nice. Well, as a, as an MMO veteran, I think uh, it'll be an easy transition for me once everything's ready to play. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's. Uh, I, I think, you know, the comparison when we talk, it's, trying to explain it is best put using comparisons. And we often say we're, that's why I say we're trying to fuse those two worlds of the whole, um, um, sandbox and decentraland with whole ready player, uh, one and, um, Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto. I sort of kind of really merge these worlds together, create something, what we think is a very much new class of experience. Absolutely. The level of immersion is kind of the thing that I'm excited to experience the most. Yeah. 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 And <clears throat> that reminds me actually when you said level of immersion, I kind of went off on a tangent talking about VR earlier. Yeah. Um, let's go back there. I'm done. Yeah. <clears throat> VR will be a big part of it, but not yet. Not yet. Because, um, 1%, I think, of people own a VR headset. That accessibility, yeah. Accessibility. Mm-hmm. We want to make this available for everybody. Um, but also, you know, the technology is not there yet. That's part of the accessibility level. So, as I said, over, you know, two, three, five, ten years' time, that ten- technology will shrink and the adoption level will much higher. VR is on our roadmap, but we don't have a plan for uh, integrating in the short term, perhaps mid-term or even longer term. Two years, we might have some different um, parts of the metaverse of our metaverse available in VR. <clears throat> but right now, you know, as a startup company, putting out our our first version, it doesn't make sense for us to specific VR but it will definitely be there it's on the road but it's a little a little down down a ways <laughs> awesome well Murray, we're kind of coming to the end of the conversation here i'd love to open it up for you to have any last words any other projects you might be working on announcements you'd like to make and also how to find um, metaverses online if we want to connect yeah yeah absolutely so first of all you can find metaverses m-e-t-a-v-e-r-s-u-s at metaverses.world. Um, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Telegram, you can find us on LinkedIn, all uh, the usual suspect platforms. Um, admittedly, we've been pretty vanilla our marketing until this point because <clears throat> we hadn't had a fully work, we haven't had a fully working product up until now where we're about to launch our album product and actually that gets a going in the sense that there's been a lot of projects out there that have raised 
vast sums of money um, off the back of a, a website and a white paper, a roadmap, and a, you know maybe a little bit of a sizzle reel, but no real product. <clears throat> we've actually done this the other way around, and we've kind of pretty much bootstrapped this together and built out the experience. Um, so we've been trying to get that right, and we're going to start um, releasing. Um, video snippets and sizzle reels pretty much imminently um, on, the, on the net. So you will, if you come and um, join some of our channels and our Telegram groups or our, our Twitter space or whatever, you'll start to see some insights into into these worlds that we're building. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's um, something that you know we're really excited to bring to market, and you know it's not perfect. Um, it's a work in progress. That's you know basically what an alpha is. But um, I think going back to my earlier comment about community and community feedback, you know, we want we want the feedback of our of our community and of our membership base and our fans and followers, etc. And we want to build something that people will actually use. We don't want to build what we think people will use. We want to actually take the feedback and, and build what build what people want. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's the that's the key to to kind of something beautiful. Um, you know, the whole if they if we build it, they will come thing. Sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. That's a gamble. That's a risk. Um, that's right. But yeah, but uh, yeah, Marie, it was an absolute uh, pleasure talking with you today. Thank you again so much for your time. I know it's super busy over there in your world, but um, we appreciate you coming on the Gamify Everything podcast. And um, we'll be back next time. So see you then. Thanks very much, Marika. Great talking to you. Take care.